0: Today's episode of Solving Water Asylum podcast features former chief plant operator aboard the 29 Palms Marine Corps base in California. Nate Mather, who currently works at the San Bernardino Municipal Water Department, was in charge of the wastewater treatment plant, collection system, and drinking water system there for six years. He's also conducted several projects in partnership with Xylem over the course of his time there, including lift station upgrades, sewer bypass projects, and updates to the collection system. Nate shares these experiences, including the challenges he was presented with and why he chose to work with Xylem, the products installed, and best practices for the water professionals community that he's learned along the way. Enjoy the show. Hi, Nate. I just want to welcome you on behalf of our listeners. I'm Solving Water host, Amanda Holloway, and I'm so glad to have you on the show today. I've been really looking forward to this conversation because it's not often we have a customer of Xylem's as a guest on the show, so I think your perspective is going to be super valuable for everyone listening today. Usually how I start is I would ask you to explain what your current role is and what types of things you do, and then maybe we can get into how you came to work with Xylem.
1: Okay. My name is Savannah Mather. I'm a water utility supervisor for the city of San Bernardino Water, here we have a couple trash pumps that are the Godwin CD103Ms, which are a very good transfer pump. They don't have the non-clog capabilities or anything like that, it's just a transfer pump, so it's not too big of a deal. But my main experience with them was at my prior job. Uh, I was the CPO for the wastewater facility and collections department, and also the drinking water as well. I, Met Jim Ruffing, he's the sales rep I dealt with out there. Very, very helpful, very knowledgeable with pumps and everything. And he's kind of the one that kind of taught me about them all. And just learning them as I started replacing pumps and using them on the base. Sure. And
0: you said you were a CPO, but I I don't know if I caught where you were the CPO at.
1: Oh, CPO uh, at Marine Corps Base and 29 Pumps at the Marine Corps Ground Combat Training Center. It's a Marine Corps Base and they have a collection where they have their own sewer system, they have their own drinking water system. It's all separate from the city of 29 pumps. It. it takes in about a million gallons a day of sewer on its, at a peak for most part, mostly it's about 750,000 gallons a day. And then uh, the collection system is spread out throughout the, the whole base. We have several lift stations that have the flight pumps in them. They are the 3202s, I believe. And then we have the bigger ones that were 60 horse, I can't remember the white number on that one is, but they all have a non-clog impeller for the larger pump, the NC, which is also a self-cleaning impeller as well, which it does a very, very good job at deragging itself. Very, very good. We also partnered that setup with the Multi-Smart system, which has the reversing capabilities and the alarms on that, which are that system, I have never seen a system like that. And I give kudos to Xylem for sure for coming up with that system because it has, the system will pick up if the pump is starting to over amp or pull too much amps, which automatically will say, hey, it's causing rag up. It'll stop the pump, put it in reverse and let it run through, I think it's three times. And then if it's still pulling that same amperage or higher, it'll automatically shut that pump down, throw an alarm, and then keep the other pump on to keep the lift station operational. That is amazing. We never had any reversals because that impeller that's set up in there with the self-cleaning end-style impeller was great. And then in the lower horsepower pumps, we have the 10 horse, we had the adaptive end-style impeller, which is amazing too. The impeller is actually on a spring and it will actually lift up if it's getting too big of an object coming through, it'll lift up and still continue to push water through. So that is that technology, is great. You don't see that in any other pumps. We had a bunch of other pumps on the base and none of them even came close to what that setup does.
0: Well, that's so. really great to hear. Just curious how you found out about Xylem. Was it from a role prior to being at 29 Palms or you just found out about us while you were the CPO there and then started to implement our pumps and the rest is history.
1: When I got there in 2014 to the, the waterside, they already had a couple of Godwin pumps on hand, but they didn't have any flights. They had a couple of the diesel pumps for our bypass or backups. And uh, we started working with them. And then we had two pumps go down in one of our main lift stations, lift station 13. And my supervisor at that time before it became CPO. He left, and that's what I moved up in his position. He said, hey, go ahead and get this situated, see what pumps we can get in there. I'm like, okay. So I saw the Godwin pump there, so I got a hold of that situation. And I said, hey, do you guys have any lift station pumps, like submersibles? And yeah, we do on the flight side. I'm like, awesome. What do you, can you send me the specs on them That'd be, uh, so I can review and check them out? And he came out shortly after that and gave me a rundown of the pump he took specs on the list station and, and did his work on it to what pump we would need and the pump we had in there before was a 100 horsepower pump and we ended up putting 260 horsepower pumps in there Uh we had the 200s we replaced them with the 260 horsepower flight pumps with the non-clog silent feller in it and they pushed more volume at 60 horsepower than that 100 horsepower pump did that is just insane i and after that that's when i became a big fan of flight <laughs> and xylem and just the videos that you guys have on youtube and everything i've watched those uh okay. they're kind of the older ones when they had the flight smart run i think is what it was called back in the day which is the multi smart now i was just blown away by that i was like that is just crazy that they're doing that with live station pump.
0: Besides some of the technologies that clearly have worked out very well for you, what other things about working with Xylem sort of stand out to you? You you mentioned the the YouTube videos. It sounds like Jim, our expert, came in and helped really find the correct size and specs for the job itself. So there were some service aspects there, but I, I didn't know if there was anything that you just... We're blown away by outside of the technology.
1: Yeah, the customer service team we have down here, they're out of Mira Loma, California. Uh, that's where Jim's at. That team down there, they have Dirk. He's left since then. He's at another spot in Texas, I think now, with Xylem still, but uh, he was great. Mike, Jesse. Jesse is our flight tech that we use for electrical and everything else. Awesome, awesome. Just really good with electrical and the pumps and everything, he he came out. And so I learned a a lot from him and from, uh, on the Godwin side, we have Mike and Jose and and those guys. They are just, the whole team that they have down there is just great. I really love working with those guys. And I still get all my parts through Jim. (laughs) You know, I left the base. I still, Jim's still my salesman. I use him quite a bit.
0: Great. So yeah, before we started recording, you were sort of telling me about how you've taken the experience and some of the technologies over to now your new role in San Bernardino. You don't have quite as big of a setup there at this point in time, but you were telling me some really interesting things about kind of the capabilities and how you're Mm -hmm. actually implementing the the things that you've learned from us and helping pass that knowledge on to your staff.
1: Yes, when I first got here, they were giving me tour around the, the facility and I saw that they had two Godwin pumps. And I said, Oh, I'm very familiar with these pumps. These are very, very good pumps. Everybody said, no, we can't get those pumps to work. Da, da, da. We try priming them. And I was like, well, they're a dry prime system, so you don't have to put water in them to prime them. They they prime themselves if everything's working correctly. And they said, Oh, these things don't work. And I was like, all right. So I, I was like, let me take a look at them. Saw the hoses they were using, completely wrong hoses set up for them. They were getting air sucking in from there. So you're not going to catch a prime. The seal isn't good. They were just using the little Camelot style hoses, which don't create a good enough seal for that pump to be able to do it because it's pumping air through the loop down into the chamber to be able to create a suction. If you got any type of air leak in there, it's not going to create a prime. So I looked at that. The check valve, I pulled the top off check valve, check valve was old and just not even sealing. So I was like, yeah, you're not catching any prime." So I told my superintendent, I was like, I will rehab these pumps for you guys. I will order everything it needs. i order new check valves, uh, hose. I've got the Godwin Quick Connect uh, hoses the, with the clamp style on them where they can come in at any, at any angle. And they got a big O-ring inside and everything. It's perfect. They're great hoses. I ordered the screens for them to protect the impeller and got all that together filled up a 55 gallon drum of water and put the hose in it and had it, everybody come down. And I did a complete class on how to troubleshoot the pumps if it's not priming. Showed them the first thing you need to check is that flapper. you you can get debris, you can get sand, like with us, it's sand mainly. You'll get that in there, rocks. Just get in there, shut the pump off, put your hand in there, clear it off, let the flapper come back down and it'll be it should catch prime. And yeah, they I at idle it sucked up. 55 gallon drum down in within like three seconds of priming, and so they were. You can see all their light bulbs go on, in their heads. Everybody's like, "Whoa!" And I had like fifty thousand questions after that. So now everybody comes to me. I'm the pump guy.
0: Well, that's awesome. One of the things that I was hoping you could share with our listeners is just some advice you have for them, whether it's based on xylem itself the product, or any really other aspects of what you've learned throughout your time in the industry?
1: The biggest thing is just you're going to have a lot of different pumps out there that you're going to try. Everybody says, that oh, a lot of the contractors or whatever uh, like to go with the cheaper ones. And yeah, I've learned that from being on base and they always go, oh, these are the cheap ones, go with these. Yeah, those aren't going to work. And they prove themselves over and over and over again that they don't work it's better to spend a little bit of extra money and get the better pump off the hand. Because if you think about it, you're going to go over that cost of what the cheaper pumps are because you're going to be out there constantly in the middle of the night. You're going to have crews out there dragging pumps and you're be doing overtime and everything else, equipment costs, everything else on for call-outs for having to deal with that. If you just put the correct pump in there in the beginning that is set up for that, you're going to eliminate a lot of heartache. Once we started putting some flight pumps in there on the base and getting them in there, getting them set up, our call-outs in the middle of the night and during the day were a lot better. When those pumps, the 100 horse were in there, we were getting called out two, three times a day to go deal with the rag up. And those pumps are heavy enough that where you need a forklift in order to get them out or a crane. So that's a lot of man hours and a lot of work that you're having to do that. We put those other ones in. Nothing. We look at the multi-smart and it tells us everything that's going on. You can run through the the list. And the multi-smart system is a very, very, very good way to monitor pumps. I have a second job that I still do with wastewater, wastewater treatment plant operator with them, but I still do with lift stations. And we did have the flight NS style impellers, which are the grinder style pumps. Those are great if you're like 30 horsepower or more. But if you're below that and if they're on a VFD like I have there, they started at the soft start, so it starts spinning up and they'll usually rag up. So we ended up getting, uh, the lift station there was for Walmart and we ended up actually getting them to move over to the non-clog style impeller. So we got them with the adaptive end style and I haven't had an issue with them yet. So it's better to do your research and look what else is out there. Some of the impellers that other pumps manufacturers will put out is like a Vortex style impeller. Those do work pretty good. But they will still rag, and we've proven that with uh, another company. They said, "Oh no, we'll we'll switch out the wet side of the pump, and that'll be fine." No, still rag. So <laughs> nope, they're out. So I was not dealing with that. But the research and development that Zion has done with a lot of their pumps is it just—it's mind blowing. I told my wife, I was like, "I want to go through that shop in Sweden. I really do." <laughs>
0: we'll uh, have to make that happen at yeah, some point here. Would, now that the pandemic's over, right?
1: Yeah, that I would love to go see where that R and R team or that R and D team is at. That is just, it's just, and the quality of the pump is that when you get it, you can look at it. Wow, this pump is it's finished beautifully. It's it's just it looks like this looks like a new business.
0: I was wondering if you could. Nate, tell me a little bit more about the multi-smart because I sense in water utilities industry in general, there's a little bit of hesitation towards sort of this digital transformation, right? There's this, I don't know if it's concern or just uncertainty about having monitoring and controls doing things that used to be people kind of watching, right? People going in and taking a look so it sounds like the multi-smart has worked well for you what are your thoughts on giving advice to other professionals in the industry about something like that
1: i mean the technology is the way we're going and with live stations and stuff like that that multi-smart really and it actually has dial-out capabilities so it has verizon and at&t i believe it is that it can actually dial out and tell you. I wasn't able to do it on the base because of security reasons. They, they won't let you dial stuff out like that, which is understandable. So that system will actually call you and let you know, hey, there's an issue with this pump or hey, this pump shut down. And you can actually access that multi-smart from your phone. You can't make any changes to the parameters or anything like that. It'll always revert back to what it is, what it was programmed at the control panel. So you have any changes that you want to stick, you have to do it going through your security code and all that to authorize yourself to go into the system and do it there it frees you up to have your guys doing other jobs and stuff that's not being attended to too much because with some of these live stations they're the one i had you know two three times a day that's that's a lot of manpower that you're having at one location and it's taking it away from the rest of your system so with that system you can have it I mean, not everybody on your team needs to have it off or, or on the phone or whatever, but you can have it on the phone, the tablet, you know, whatever the case may be. And you can be hands free from that. And if there's an issue, it'll send you an alarm and say, hey, this, this is going on. Then you can go over there, you know, and it's every alarm high voltage, low voltage, uh, high amps on whatever pumps it is. What's the other one that comes up every once in a while? We had an issue with it and it had to come out. Uh, like impeller speed or something like that it was something we. i was like oh, i've never even heard of that but <laughs> and the other thing is that they have with the flight pumps is the minicast that minicast is amazing it's like a little brain housing for the pump it that's it's seal fail alarm which is like detecting moisture in the pump or over temp and that one you can switch on auto or you can put it on a manual and that little thing right there is amazing because that will save your pump because a, a big enemy to a pump is getting water in it, obviously, because it's electrical. And then two is big, it's getting too hot. So that will automatically shut that pump down. And if you have a multi-smart or something similar to that, it will throw an alarm saying it's an over pump, or over-temp on pump one or pump two, whatever the case may be. That is just it's mind-blowing and i think a lot of people don't kind of steer away from it especially on the bigger locations because it is kind of costly it is pricey but man the reliability the technology that you get with it and the quality that it comes with it and if you want via in it like we did via with ours it'll come with via you pretty much order it to spec it's almost like going to Burger King you order it the way you want it and it comes the way you, you need it
0: No, That's awesome. That's great. It's great to hear that everything's working so well and that you're embracing the technology out there. I'm going to shift gears a little bit and just ask you about some of the water issues or the water (coughs) industry in general becoming more of a mainstream topic, right? I feel like there's all these different water issues are in the news all the time. More and more people are starting to educate themselves on what these water issues are, what the water industry is doing any thoughts on you know why you think that is or what you see kind of coming down the pipeline
1: I think the biggest thing you know with the drought and everything else is a lot of the wastewater facilities are going to need to be going to doing the, using the reclaim or even what some of the wastewater plant down here in Orange County that is a I'm a huge fan of that plant I've gone there several times for classes for my wastewater classes and everything and plant is just unbelievable but they are doing a what they call toilet tap so they're actually able to turn sewer water which you know when they get it done with what they're doing at the waste water plant it's great it's pretty good quality water coming out i mean you can't drink it but it's for the most part tertiary so you can wash your hands with it or whatever the case may be but then it goes to a drink water plant and they can turn it right back to drinking water and at the end of that plant you can take a tour of it and Sampled water that was just wastewater at one time, mm. and that technology right there is just unbelievable that we are able to do that. RO capabilities, reverse osmosis, and and everything else. Now they're doing desalinization they're taking water from the ocean and able to turn that into drinking water too, which is crazy technology and a huge advance in what we're able to do with water. But I definitely believe that a lot of the wastewater plants around here in the areas and throughout the world pretty much need to really start looking at getting the reclaimed water so we can start using that water to water bushes and trees and and all that instead of using the drinking water.
0: Sure. Just out of curiosity, does that plant you mentioned in Orange County, does that happen to be Terminal Island?
1: No, that's Orange County Sanitation. Okay. That plant is, it's it's so cool. You go there, I've done several tours with it and they have two different plants. So you have, I think it's A plant and B plant, I think is what it is. And that one might be the one that you're talking about. I never went to that one. That one's away from where I was at. I just went to my, I got my wastewater three class there and then the four and five. Sure. Um, We have some
0: Wattico systems in Terminal Island that, and it has a similar setup to what you were talking about, where you can actually pour mm-hmm. absolutely clean water out. Yeah. And they use that to stop seawater from creeping in. So oh, they the, that's uh, what they're using that okay. for versus drinking water. But I was just curious because I, I have been to that plant and it's really yeah. cool.
1: They're using it to uh, stop the saltwater intrusion down there. The Orange County Sanitation guys, they actually pump it. I think it's 26 miles north of them and they put it back in the ground. So it's groundwater recharge. So that is pretty pretty nice, pretty sweet.
0: Right. Well, just a couple more questions for you here, Nate. Any future projects you see with Xylem in your current role in San Bernardino at this time? At
1: the time, I mean, I'm on the drinking water side, so we don't really do too much here. The only thing I'd probably do is maybe the pumps we got are kind of old. And later on, I do want to move it over to the new silenced ones you guys have, which is encased. Because we do do leaks in everything in neighborhoods in the middle of the night. So that would be a good one to do because I ordered one of those just before I left the base and came here. And man, you can turn that pump on, ramp it up, and you can barely even hear that thing. And it has Bluetooth capability, so you turn it on and off with your phone. Another cool thing. That, that's where technology is going. So everybody's headphones are all wireless and everything else. So why not make the pumps wireless too? If I did I mean my other job I do work with my boss quite a bit uh, he's an engineer and apex companies and I do work with him quite a bit on different applications and different stuff that he's doing with he'll kick me stuff and from the products he's working on and let me look through them and review them and he's actually I think he's pushed some flights onto some some different companies that were looking at stuff they immediately came back with oh it was a little bit over what our Prices was wanting to be and i told him the same thing that i said on the podcast it's like you got to look overlook that and look at the uh cost of your crew coming out all the time afterwards but sure and, uh, the other pump i was really looking into was the the flight uh, i think it's a conserver pump where it's got the brains and everything inside the pump itself that's pretty nifty i when i saw that i was like what no way. And I started watching the videos it. I was like, wow. And I asked Jim about it and he gave me some rundown on it as well. That's pretty cool. Everything you need is inside that pump. That's eliminates a lot of the footprint up top where the control panel and all that will be. You can just have pretty much a small multi-smart if you wanted to, or just a small basic control panel. Because the flight pumps will work with any control panel. It just I decided to partner up with the Multismart because it just seemed like a very good idea to do.
0: <laughs> no, that's great. Well, I just have one question left for you. And it's a question that I ask all of my guests on Solving Water. And mm-hmm. that is, what's the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far?
1: Most important, uh, probably water is, water is pretty much life. I mean, if you think about it, water is, you need water to do a lot of things. You know, and our body is the majority water. And my thing when I was younger and got into it, I've been in the water since 2003. So I did it before I went to the Marine Corps. And then when I got out, I got right back into it and continued to do it after I got out. And the thing that captivated me with the wastewater side was seeing what the water looks like going into the plant and going into the system versus what it is when it comes out being able to see that and now that they're able to do it to drinking water that's just the water side is just it's the technology and the growth of it is never-ending and for any upcoming or newer people are starting to be interested in water it is a very very good business to get into or a field to get into it's very interesting all the time everything's always changing every day is different uh drink water side gets a little it'll be the same kind of but you're in a drinking water plant or laying pipe or something, but yeah, it's it's a very good field to be in. I really love it.
0: Well, that's so great to hear. Nate, really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all this your experiences and your insights with us. And to our audience, thank you for joining us today. We at Solving Water appreciate your support. And if you like what you're hearing, please share this podcast with your networks or consider subscribing please reach out to me at amanda.holloway at xylem.com for show topic ideas, feedback for improvement, or to be a guest on the show. Thanks again, Nate. All
1: right. Thank you. Appreciate it.